Smartcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday, and thank you for joining us on the East-West Football Podcast. I'm your host, Fidel. Alongside with me, like co-host Jerry and Kendall. How are you guys doing out there? Doing real good, Kendall. You know, um, just been working this week, you know, um, of course, you know, at my job, and then, of course, you know, uh, you know, experimenting with, with new things here with our, with, with our, you know, with our team, you know, um, I know that some, some, we've had some listeners ask us, Hey, uh, we noticed something different, you know? So I don't know if you want to give them the news about that. I'll, I'll go ahead and let you do that. <laughs> so yes, our, our logo has changed. Uh, we have rebranded. Um, it's, it's, it's now the East West football podcast guys. So uh, it's going to be the same content, but we're just going to, we're just going to, we're just going to go in deeper and deeper into football. Of course, of course, NFL is going to be, you know, number one, but we're going to be year round. So you're going to expect college football and of course the, the pros. So guys, you know, thank you for the support. Thank you for the love. We really appreciate it. So thank you so much, guys. Yes, 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 we do. And like I said, we had to do like a little minor tweak to the logo or whatnot. We're doing some big things over here at East West Sports at East West Football Sports or whatnot. So, you know, we're trying to get things together and we just, just a little little small tweak, a little small transition to to new things. But, you know, we're doing good. We're taking it day by day, and, you know, we're all committed to make it great. Yeah, and then, you know, just how the guys were saying, um, we did rebrand. So the show is going to be just about football now, uh, NFL and college football, of course. And uh, after having a conversation with Fallon Smith, uh, she is the host of Keeping It 300 podcast. You can check that out on Apple. Uh, her co- co-host is James Jones. Uh, former Packer and Raider, um, just going over some things, you know, with her, uh, just getting, you know, ideas of how we can make the show better. And that's what we came up with. Uh, talking about strictly about football on this show now. And again, Fallon Smith, thank you so much for the feedback. Thank you so much, Fallon. All right, guys. Thank you. All right, guys. So let's go on and get started. Uh, we have a special guest tonight from Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, Taryon Rogers. He works for... Fan Action Nation. Uh, Terry, how I'm you doing? Well, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Well, thanks for man, joining no us. Problem, no problem, really man. appreciate you it. You guys are saving me from this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> how big it's been, man, since the quarantine man, now? 
the bro, strip it's looks dead. dead. It's like a ghost town. I feel like I live in Modesto, not Vegas, bro. Like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, man. Hey, sorry, hey. sorry if you got some Cali out there, but you know, it's, it's no longer Vegas though, man. Like I, I, yeah. I honestly I kind of wanted to facilitate like a big game of like manhunt and hide and go seek on the strip because there's no lights. I think that would be kind of bad. Kind of, kind of, kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, it just kind of puts everything, yeah, yeah, it kind of puts uh, everything in you know, perspective. You know, some some things that we took for granted, like even going outside to the yeah. store, right, right. Or going out to I eat, don't feel I mean, comfortable it's, having, it's, having allergies in public, bro. You know, like, yeah. simple stuff yeah. like that. Like, I, I've been double dosing on uh, Claritin and Benadryl and stuff, like every time I go outside, yes. you know, like it's crazy. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got yelled at. Crazy, I got yelled crazy. at the laundry mat the other day for folding too close to an old lady, bro. Like I was like, times are different, man. Times are different. You gotta watch out, man. It's crazy times. <laughs> I was just at Walmart. Right. They have uh, whenever you're at the checkout stand, they have mats now that are six feet yep. apart, and that you're supposed to, you know, stand. Yeah. But you know me, I wasn't paying attention and like kind of forgot about everything. But then I noticed the person in front of me had a face mask on. I was like, "Oh wait, I forgot yes. about this." Oh, I feel uh, like I feel like COVID-19. I'm I'm around like a bunch of Mortal Kombat characters. You know, like Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I mean. told my friend. He looked like uh, Sub Zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right, Terry. Well, again, thank Absolutely, you so much for man. joining us. I ain't and got even knows better to do. If you want to, yeah. If you just want to tell. Uh, our audience, just a little bit about yeah, your background man, no, and no about problem. So, um, as you guys mentioned, my name is uh, Tarian Rogers. I'm uh, 30 years old. I currently live in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, and so my journey to Las Vegas was actually pretty fun. I'm originally from Philadelphia. Um, my family decided to kind of move west, like kind of some, some fresh print stuff in a way. Um, <laughs> and I started <laughs> studying journalism. I started uh, <laughs> studying journalism at the age of like 20, 21. I, I developed an interest in it. I like to write. And I love sports. I always talk about sports. So I decided, you know what, why not make a career out of it? So I got accepted to the University of Nevada, where I went on to go study journalism. At the age of 24, I interned with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, uh, it was a publications website with them. It was, it was a pretty dope journey when, you know, when you're, when you're young and you, you, you're like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with like so many questions. And they throw you in a room with Paul George and you're just like, talk to him, you know? So that was like my first ever interview. And so to me, that was kind of like my aha moment of where like I wanted to be here walking around NBA teams and, and, and walking around players and, you know, being able to talk to them and, and really brush shoulders with guys that you were idolizing, you know? So for me, it was something that I knew that I don't know what my path in sports would be, but I was, I was willing to kind of dip my toe in every the proverbial water, as you will, and try anything. And so it was when I one one game I went to uh, the Reno Bighorn game that they that was the Sacramento Kings uh, D League team. I I sat down and had a conversation with Sharif Abdul Rahim, former basketball player. He was uh, mm-hmm. their general manager at the time, and I started just picking his brain and asking him questions about you know being a general manager. And I started asking you know just different hey like what is a day to day operations like? And he, and he kind of gave me a brief detailed version of what he does. And now he's currently he, he currently is the commissioner of the G League. So he's kind of like the Adam Silver of the G League. So after that conversation, it, it motivated me to go back to school to get my degree in sports management. So I ended up getting a sports management degree. And so after I graduated with my sports management degree at, the, at Liberty University, I moved to Las Vegas and I'm pursuing a job with the Oakland Raiders. But on that pursuit with the Oakland Raiders, I ended up meeting a, a, a guy who is the – is, is, a co- is a founder of a 
a startup company called the Fan Action Nation. He's a lawyer, and it's such it's a it's a cool it's such a cool um it's it's a cool brand. And I'm gonna kind of explain to you guys what it is. So if you're a sports fan, a season ticket holder, we basically are representing the interests of fans. You know, so whether your issue as a season ticket holder is uh, stadium security, ticket prices, commissions, rule changes, relocation of teams, taxpayer financing new arenas or the legality of like fantasy sports or internet poker sports fans will finally become like represented in, in a group that we we basically represent fans you know and fans fans' voices are able to be heard in, in a way that has never been heard before and so we do like cool interactive games with with fans to, to kind of get their their to, to let their voices and opinions be heard so right now we're currently in lieu of the March Madness since we didn't have March Madness this year we're, we're doing a bracket style format uh, called the best and worst owner series. So we we put the best and worst owners of sports together, and we we kind of have a have a March Madness style bracket, and we put different owners against each other. And myself and another another uh, intern for the fan, basically we, we basically debate each other like Skip and Shannon in a way, and talking about who are the best and worst owners. So one of our first round matchups, for example, was Jerry Jones versus um, the the Browns owner Jimmy Haslam. Uh, the one another another matchup for the NFL was like Daniel Snyder versus the the Ford family of the Lions, and so we 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 battle out in the competition, and fans will vote each and every week who they thought the the think the best and worst owners are, and that's basically what we're kind of working on right now. But we're all about the fans, you know, and all about you know sports fans and and, and having their voice be heard. So if you're a, a a fan out there who you know season ticket holder, you wanna. And you want your interests and, and, and things to be met, check out our website at jointhefan.com. You know, so it's it's a pretty it, so it's a pretty good opportunity, you know, for, for everyone who who you know who just enjoys sports to just get out there and, and, and have their voice be heard. But myself and my path that I've just been on, it's 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 different. Like I, I found myself on a winding road of, you know, journalism to you know to to the front office side to you know, re representing special interest groups of fans. Like, it's, it's so – like, my life and the way that it's kind of shaped so far is so different and it's diverse and it's all dedicated for my love of sports, you know. So that's that's basically it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's real awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me, let me ask you a couple of questions. So, like, I mean, obviously you've been on this journey for quite some time. And, and I know that when we conferenced in, I mean – the one thing that, that stood out was like your energy is it's just you have this energy to you, just this excitement. You know what I mean? You know, I, I went in there and I did a little research on it. And I was like, wow, this is pretty good stuff. And I, you know, I highly suggest, you know, any of our listeners, if, you know, if, if, if it, if it intrigues you, look at it, it's amazing. You know, it's, it's, it's something unique. It's something different than what we're used to, but definitely look into it and uh, check them out. But uh, my question to you, uh, Terry, is, is, you know, you, you've, 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 you, you have mentioned different age groups, right? So, you know, I, I have, I have one question, but it's, it, it involves two different age groups. So uh, the question is somebody that wants to get into, into like that position, right? Like in other words, get that exposure, whether it be marketing or front office, you know, in any sports, you know, at that age of let, let's just say 1920 or now, you know, 30 to 35, what do you recommend would be, you know, maybe the, the best way for them to get out there? I will say if you have a dream, stick to it and follow your dreams, no matter what, you know, um, it's not foolish to dream, you know, and if you, whatever you want to do, go for it and try to do it and be the best at it that you possibly can. And, 
and and take the necessary steps you know for myself I'm still young in, in my process like I said I'm only 30 so I'm still really trying to figure out what it is I really want to do but I allow myself to try everything I call it being a buffet worker because like when you go to a buffet you know you don't just eat one thing you go and try multiple things and if it doesn't work you know then you go on to the next line and, and keep getting stuff you know and so for me it's having a dream and really just sticking to what you want to do you know like I find myself too like I, I didn't even mention this part I'm a teacher you know what I'm saying so when I'm not when I'm not doing all this other stuff I teach and when I'm not teaching I go and and coach football and when I'm not coaching football I recently just got a job working in the ticket ticketing office for the the Las Vegas the Las Vegas Lights are our, our, our local soccer team so for myself it's not limiting myself you know it's trying everything because I don't know what I like yet because I haven't tried everything so once you try everything you know when it'll stick and when you do it give it 100% and give it your all Give it that old, honest try. And if it's not for you, then you know it's not for you. That's awesome, man. I mean, honestly, that that just inspired me even more, right? So so definitely, definitely, I think that, that I think it all starts with what you said, a dream, you know, a vision and catch on to it. And, and like what you said, don't limit yourself, you know, just believe in yourself and put in that time and effort. And I've, I've you know, from, from, you know, from the first time we, we came into contact, I, I know that was one of the things that, um, I saw about you is just that you had this this uh, work ethic that was, you know, second to none. So definitely, uh, Terry, on we're, we're definitely we're fans and we're going to definitely keep in communication and bring you back on the show. We're going to be following you, supporting you 100 percent. No, definitely. We're going to see we're going to see you where you envision. Yourself. I appreciate that. You guys, too. You know, and I like how I was talking to Kendall in class about this and how you guys started mm-hmm. your, your journey is where it begins. Yes. You know, two friends talking, two, right. two or three friends talking about sports. You know, like and exactly. Who knows where it kind of like up into? You know, it's kind of like I told the guys um, during the pre-show. I said, I, I said, I know this guy. I said we got to get him on as a guest on our podcast. I said we're doing some big things on the pod. I, 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 I found this guy to do the chat I was in. I said he's an inspiring guy. He, 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 he sounds so good on the phone and whatnot. He, he sounds like he know what he's doing and whatnot. Like he, had, like he got his life on the, on the right track or what? I said, there's if there's any way we can get him on the show, I said it would be it would be great if we can get him on the show. And I said, I said, and we we just had we had to get him on. But one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, um, Terry and whatnot is is what? How would you describe the success rate of of your fan page so far? Like like from from the viewers to the followers, like how's it ascending? So oh, it's far? growing. You know, um, because of the times that we're in, it's kind of hard. You know, because everyone is worried about their right. own personal life, which we understand, right. but for a growing network, you know, we're trying to do the best that we can. We've had a lot of really cool guests. Um, like our mm-hmm. first episode, we had Violator, the the famous Oakland Raiders right. fan on there, the guy who dressed up, you know, with the mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was on. Yep. Um, and I know who that long, is. Last week, we had a former NFL linebacker on there. Morgan Greenwood of the former Boston's linebacker. So it's like, it's just trying different things, as I said before. And, you know, I, I we're, right. we're we're a network that's completely built on the fans and and what they what they what mm-hmm. they want and and topics that right. they're that they're geared in, in in asking. So what's so cool about us is like we we do it on Facebook Live there every Saturday on Facebook Live. So if a question okay. if a fan it has a live question, we ask the guest the question what the fan wants to know. You know, and so I think that that's a lot different than most shows that you actually go and watch. Is that Fan participation is so yes. big because we're a network built by the fans. Right. You know, so. Okay. Let me. All right. 
Roger. One more question. So, yeah, so like, ahead. I know you said that you, you get to interview Paul George. Uh, so if anybody's ever put in a position like that, because, I mean, what, I remember you said that you were, you were giving really short notice, right? Um, if anybody's ever given that kind of opportunity, what do you what do you think that would be a great recommendation yeah, for so anybody? I, I'm going to tell, tell them the story that I told you guys yesterday. So how I got that opportunity to even intern with the Kings was actually funny. I was a journalism student. And like I, I was telling, I told my students uh, during career day last year that take take life as like it's an undercover boss, right? You never know who you're gonna meet or talk to one day, you know. Like but that's why you're supposed to be nice to everyone because you never know who you're who you're gonna be standing to or being able to talk to because you don't know what people do, you know. So I had a buddy in my class and he 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 showed up every day looking fly and looking neat and cute and clean. So I was like, yo, man, that's a nice suit. He was like, man, thanks and. Kind of stressed out a little bit, and I was like, "Man, what's wrong?" He was like, "Man, I got a game tonight. You know, I'm gonna go up to Sacramento. I'm gonna go cover the Lakers versus the, I mean, not the Lakers, the Kings versus the Pacers. The guy that um, the, my co-host, he's sick, and I need somebody to go in and do the show with me. Would you mind uh, going up there with me?" And I was like, "Hell yeah, right!" <laughs> so <laughs> I go home, yeah. you know, I throw on <laughs> a little right. suit, and I go up there. And for myself, like I prepared. I didn't even prepare for it, but it's something that if you're a fan at home and you know something about someone, that's just basically what it was. And so there, there was a segment, there was like a, after the game, like where, where all the media gets together and you ask players questions and stuff, Paul, uh, Paul George committed a four point play and somebody, and so he said, uh, he was like answering a question. He was like, man, the last time I committed, a, uh, I think the question was, when was the last time you, you made a four point play? And he was like, man, I don't remember. And me being a little young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed journalist, like, I raised my hand and I was like, I believe you did it against the Miami Heat in, in uh, the playoffs. Right. And he looked at me and he was Ooh. like, you're right, I did. <laughs> and so then he, then he just started talking <laughs> to me. And I was like, holy shit, right? So right. It, was, it was one of those yeah, things, yeah. right? So it's kind, of, it's kind of like one of those things where you just be prepared, like, undercover boss, like, always be nice to people because you never know, like, who you're going to talk to, who you're going to end up meeting, you know? Like, you never know. You know, like one time I was in line and somebody stepped on the back of my shoe and I was like, hey, and I looked behind. It was it was Steph Curry's little brother. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up, bro? You right. know, like you just never know, <laughs> you know, so you just always got to be cool with people. You, ne- you never know. You never know. You know, so you just got to be cool never, with people. You just never know. No, yeah. I think I think if anything, we've, we, we've, we've uh, from everything we've learned from you, it's just one of those things. It's just, just general, like basic life lessons and look at, all that you've been able to accomplish and where you're going. Correct. I mean, it just shows you guys, you know, all, all our listeners, you know, if you believe, you know, believe in yourself, you know, and like what he said, I mean, be kind to one another and, and, and you know, just do your homework and yeah, be a you human. Know, know who you are. Human being, you know right. what I'm saying? That's all it is. It's like humanity. Because right. for me, like, I want, I want to share like a, something big really quick too. Like when Kobe passed away, you know, it was one of those things to where there's a lot of people I know who really didn't like him. But then it's like all of a sudden when he yes. passed away, you start saying nice things about him. It's like give people flowers right. while they're still alive, while they can smell them. You know, like mm-hmm. that's always important. Exactly. Yep. You know. And yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what. And I and I used to tell a crowd. I said, man, if you have any bad things or any beef with anybody, let that stuff go, or whatnot, because you don't want it to be their last day. And then they 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 gone, and then you got that last image in your mind. Oh, we want on good terms and all that. You want to be on good terms with everybody. What yeah. you don't want to wait till when it's yeah. their time to go, and then. You showing up to the funeral, or whatnot? Do you want to act like you, you know it's yeah. all good and tissue and all that? Then, 
So that's why that's why you put, you let all that stuff go. You you don't carry on no beef whatnot because you never know when it can be that right. what that person's going through or nothing. Like you know you never know what it can be his last day. You don't want him to have you don't want you or him to you know to have that last image in your mind of oh last thing the last memory I got with this person is we was on bad so you don't want that. It's a tough way to live. Yeah, with. for sure. You know, so that's why it's important just to be your be- the best version of yourself every single day. You know, they're number one, one and I'm pretty sure, number one receiver and I'm pretty sure it's you know it's a lot of teams in the NFL. That like I mean, look at the rescue. They, they was gonna throw. They were willing to throw the whole boat at him. So you're not gonna throw the whole boat at, at somebody if you don't. But, if you don't think he's a number one receiver. But but also too, let, let's just think about it. It's the Washington Redskins we're talking. They have about. a history. Of Daniel that, Snyder. Daniel Snyder will throw money at anything if he thinks you know it's gonna be great. And you know, he's, at the time uh, they end up the Correct. <laughs> he paid. What's that old boy, uh, Paul Richardson? He gave him number one receiver money. Yep. Yes, yeah, he did, and that you know that didn't, that didn't turn out pretty good for them. All right, guys, let's go ahead and talk about one of the top uh, quarterback prospects in this year's draft, Tua uh, from Alabama. So Alabama quarterback pers- participated in a voluntary medical check Thursday, facilitated by the NFL scouting combine with the independent doctor who was selected by the NFL team physicians per Tua's reps. Results were very overwhelmingly positive. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, uh, that's real good for him, man. I mean, he's had a, he's had a, a a great a great run at Alabama. Uh, it was unfortunate how it ended, but man, just to see this great news, it's just like wow, wow. It just shows you, like you know, if you just kind of like you know, if you ever hit one of those slumps in life, you know, if you just listen to your, what the doctor tells you, you know, rehab properly, take care of yourself properly, you'll be able to bounce back. I mean. I mean, you'll be able to bounce back, and he has bounced back. Um, I mean, but, you know, to go to add to that, you know, I from what I've been seeing is that his name has been dropping, right? He's no longer a top five potential pick anymore uh, because of the, the, the medical, you know, yeah. because of these medical issues. But, you know, a, a lot of it could be small screen. I mean, we already know. We already have been doing this for a while. You know, it's it's just – Teams playing, you know, they're they're trying to play chess. You know what I mean. So it's one of those things. Is at the at the end of the day, he's going to be a first round draft pick. That's, yeah, that's I, what I, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, no, of course, I believe he's going to go in the first round. And if it wasn't for the injury, I feel like he would probably be the first quarterback taken overall. Uh, but a lot of people were concerned just because this is kind of you know similar to the Bo Jackson injury. Um, so that's what I have. Well, I feel like that's what has a lot of teams scared because, you know, one day, you know, Bo was playing football and then he got injured and he couldn't play anymore. Yeah. Um, it's the identical. I think it's, I think this, this latest news about his injuries coming out that, 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 which is good news, good health news for him or whatever. I think it's a good news for the Miami Dolphins because we're, um, there were the, them and the Los Angeles Tar, they were the only team that, that were the most interested into it. And maybe you could, you could sprinkle in the Redskins, but I think there's a little bit of smoke screen. But I think it's good news for the Dolphins. Cause everything out of everything I heard is that the Dolphins weren't sold on Tua because of the health, because of his health. They weren't sure about that. So I think this, I think this latest news that just that just came out there, whatnot, the past couple of days. I think it's good news for the Dolphins, and maybe they just they just they they gonna stand pat where they're at, and maybe they, they think um Tua just gonna fall right into their lap. Yeah, and I think I think it's the timing of the situation too. Like with the whole, you know, people can't really you can't really talk to your medical physicians about it, and you can't consult each other to to really know what it is. You're just going off of YouTube and Instagram clips. But I mean, 
this we've seen this in the past though like Brett Favre before coming out he had medical red flags on them you know so there's a lot of different quarterbacks like Tua wasn't the first quarterback drafted with like medical red flags and the team decided you know what we're going to take a chance on him so I mean it's hard because the timing of everything you know and you can't actually go consult a team physician to, to actually see him you know so you're only going by like hearsay but I think like the team like the Dolphins are in the prime position to get him just because they have multiple draft picks you know like if you're a team with one draft pick I'm kind of scared for you to take him but if you're like the Dolphins, there's really not a whole lot of risk there. And then you still have Josh Rosen there too, who's young. Correct. You know, so and you have multiple draft picks. So it's the Dolphins to me are the perfect fit for him. I just want to give a shout out real quick to one of our uh, faithful followers on on Instagram, um, WS uh, Formare. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brought it. He brought some interesting takes. Right when we 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 when we put out that report, he said if you look back. He goes, it's not just college, it has high school. So I went and I had to double check on that, right? Because I was like, man, I remember seeing him in the Elite 11, right? I'm talking about Tua Tungvaloa. Yep. Right. And just so so those that don't know what Elite 11 is, it's when they bring in all the all the quarterbacks around the nation. And uh, they basically, they, they're, they're, you know, they're put head to head and, and it's an elimination round and you know, it's 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 kind of like a reality TV show, but more more so. You know, for, uh, it's tailored for football. Um, definitely, you can go, you can you can find it on YouTube. I know the NFL Network is 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 now the uh, the provider for it, but you could find you can you can definitely go back and find it. But you know, looking back, that wasn't one thing that they mentioned in, in the Elite Eleven. So I had to go back and look at it, and it was I was like, wow, this guy kind of kind of he kind he kind of done his homework on it. But it, it was crazy because he, he kind of said it reminded him to Tim Couch. And I, I don't know if you guys know who Tim Couch is. Of course Couch I is. do. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> that, he lost his job to uh, Kelly Holcomb. Well, yeah. yes. He was the first yeah. overall pick for the expansion. Uh, yeah. I, I, okay, look. I always had a theory. The movie Varsity Blues, I feel like that was based off Tim Couch, bro. Really? <laughs> Austin, yeah. I swear to God, that was Tim Couch, bro. <laughs> How so? Because, I mean, I don't know. I just – they had the same play style, Kentucky. Like, it was just the South. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's just – I always – when I was a kid, I always thought that was Tim Couch. I don't know why. Like, I just thought that was his high if, – if if Tim Couch had, like, a high school, like, back in my day, it was that movie Varsity Blues, bro. I just don't know why. I just do. That or Jared Lorenzen, bro. Like, <laughs> Jared Lorenzen's like Billy Bob, bro. Like, oh, man. <laughs> one of the two, though. Hell, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. You're gonna make me go back and watch that movie, uh, but 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 he was just saying like Tim Couch was 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 hurt in high school and hurt in college. Mm-hmm. He just says the only thing that scares him about Tua is that the the that he will be continue to be plagued in the uh in in the NFL. And I just told him, look, it's gonna take a very creative offensive mind, right, to get that ball out of his hands early, to build that confidence up, and then help surround him with the right offensive line the right running game and the right, you know, wide receivers and tight ends. Correct. So with him, you know, if you're going to draft them, yeah. you don't have that established. You're you're going to have to have a good offensive mind that can, yeah, you know, help and, help him get that ball out fast. And, and Jerry, that's that's an interesting point that you bring out. You know about Tim Couch. I mean, if when, whenever we think about that Cleveland Browns team, I mean, do we like remember if he had any support around him? I don't think he did. So nope. just to kind of add on. Tua needs to be in the right situation as well as Tim mm-hmm. Couch had been, but 
he was not, and he wasn't successful doing that. Correct. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, look at look at David Carr. I mean, another example. I mean, well, he, he got, came to an experience. Yeah, he got sacked seventy six times in one season. I, yeah, he's right. yeah. <laughs> He had no. Had, had he had bro. the line? Yeah, no had, had he had? No, he didn't. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, had he had a great offensive mind, right? So a team I'm going to put up there is the Patriots, and, and and this is where this is where we we talk about Tom Brady being a system quarterback, and that's why I think he broke the mold by doing the signing. Was he was tired of people telling him that he was a system quarterback? But yeah, he is a system quarterback. <laughs> uh, he is, but he learned how to play the quarterback. Position. We'll find Correct. out this year. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, this, sure this, this, this is where I'm telling you, he learned how to play a quarterback position. But if you go back, I mean, even they did it this year, I think they, they registered him getting the ball out in 1.9 seconds. So that doesn't even – I mean, the average quarterback has three seconds. I think Dak, la, Dak's line gives him like four to almost almost a little five, over four yeah. – a little almost over four seconds to, to throw the ball. Correct. So that just shows you how – how good the offensive line for the Dallas Cowboys is. But anyways, going back to what I was just saying, you know, it just comes down to having the right offensive mind if you don't have the right personnel. Right. Man, you bringing up Tim Couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the show. hey, <laughs> shout, shout out to shout out to our to you know our you know uh, WS uh, Formaire, man. Yes. He's, hey, he's a he's a he's a he's a great follower. Uh, he keeps it interact interesting and very interactive with us. So yeah, well, thank you so much. It, well, it's going to be very important for you know wherever two is drafted for that team to be in that right situation and also be able to protect the running game. That's where I feel where he would be more you know most uh, successful. But here's a, here's why I like the Dolphins fit though. Really quick, he doesn't have to start right away either. You know, like no. uh, sure. they have uh, what's. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Is that his name? It's magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic, yeah. right? So it's like yeah, you don't have to start right away. There's really no pressure there. You know, he could have a red shirt year, sit sit back and really because I think that's the biggest issue is like you can't see the medical doctors, you know, and like but I look at somebody like Jalen Smith, like when he came out, his knees was jacked up and mm-hmm. he had a really serious injury and he still he took that, that that year and he's thrived. He's been become one of the best linebackers in the league. So like I don't want that fear for you to miss out on a, a great prospect, you know, by because you don't you're you're not sure when he doesn't really have to play right away. Like I, I mentioned, Rosen, well, I mentioned Fitzmagic. Like he has guys in front of him at, on the Dolphins, and they have multiple draft picks. Yeah, right. but 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 let me just throw this scenario at you. So let's just say, you know, Joe Burrow goes one, um, and then Washington drafts Tua. Well, they're at three. Yeah, but the other Chase Young, I believe, is going to go two. So, you know, let's just say the Washington Redskins draft Tua. Dwayne Haskins is there right now, you know, maybe plays half the year. I know they weren't really too high on him last year. They were saying they couldn't learn the playbook. Now, that would be another situation where I feel like he could thrive in two. Uh, He does have Darius Geis in the backfield. Now, he has been injury prone, uh, but whenever he's not injured, he's been a very talented back. Yes, I and actually think about Cam Newton think about Washington two. though. Really quick, I'm sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean you're. I yeah, yeah. you're talking, but I, I I I think Cam Newton's going to Washington. Yes, that, that's a good feel. There. Well, think about I know Allen's years. there too. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 I know reports that came out that that Washington wasn't interested in Cam, 
So yeah. I'm not too sure how true that is. It could be smoke screens as well, but I feel like if they were interested, they would have signed him already. Why leave him on the open market? Yep. And the thing about Tua is if you're a GM, you're in a tough situation because if you pass on Tua and let's just say he goes goes somewhere else and he lights it up, you're gonna be out of a job soon because they because you because you pass on him. <laughs> and if you and let's just say you 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 get to it and he's been and he's injury prone and he, he got the same injury he has at Alabama, you're still gonna be you're still gonna be out of job. So you really you really in a win a win a win lose a lose lose situation there. So you got to make sure you make the best decision there when, when you if you pass up on a quarterback like that. And I think let me let me ask all of y'all and all of y'all uh, whoever wants to step up step up. How far how far does he fall? To Dolphins. I don't think he gets out of the set, the top seven. I don't think it gets out of the top ten. Yeah, Dolphins. That's that's where I think he's going. That's where I'm going. Dolphins. Well, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sold. I'm not sold on the Dolphins. I'm sorry, man. Oh, I think it's a bunch of. I, I think it's a bunch of smokescreen. I do. I do. I do see that may, he could have a potential slide, mm-hmm. but uh, I do think that a team that that once once they get in in the right range in the tens to to fifteens, I think a team that that needs a quarterback would you know, draft up, right? Because it wouldn't be that much to give up. You wouldn't have to give up a first rounder next year. Okay. You can let me bring this scenario right here, Nick, because what if what if the what if the, what if the reported um draft day trade deal happens with the with the Dolphins moving up and getting the Bengals pit and the Bengals moving into the Dolphins spot. Do I haven't heard nobody talk about this yet, but do anybody see the, the Bengals drafting to it? Well, no, no. just for the simple fact. If it was healthy, maybe. Well, they have Andy Dalton, though. And then, like how we were talking about on the last show, he's the least of their problems. They right. have a really horrible defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wanted to bring it because I know no, no, well, nobody, I haven't heard nobody mention yeah, it yet. Well, what, well, how about this, though, real quick? Uh, so I know that, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick's in Miami and whatnot, but I mean, he is a little bit older. What about if the Dolphins signed Cam Newton? Hmm. I I, yes. I can't see I mean, Cam going no. there because okay yeah you look at all the moves that Dolphins made this offseason yeah they're trying to compete or do something but get, let's let's be real here they're probably a few years away from actually well, competing even if they do get a two or or, or Burrow they're still I think they're a couple years well, a couple pieces away and you know how we talked about it on the previous shows I feel like the Dolphins are the dark horse in that division to win it. Yeah, with the Patriots and seemingly and seemingly this transition trying to retool and rebuild, there. Yes, it, it's it, yeah, yeah. You can say that. You only have the bills to to pace. You know. Yeah, they I mean, left, and then they left his magic, bro. There's there's no way he he looks like the dude from the that new Netflix series, The Tiger King, bro. Like they not only that, <laughs> but it's like they like him so much. The way he ended last season, you know, like he had some mm-hmm. really impressive wins and he strung together with with a lack of yes, talent around but, him. I mean, but it's it's not that they don't don't like him but i mean again if, if you're a head coach if you're a gm of any team you always want to improve the position now Tua, that's why that's why it's Tua, bro because if that pick at number five who's better than Tua? justin herbert's not gonna be good bro i, don't, I think justin herbert i think he's blaine gabbert so it's and, and jordan mm, love isn't so. jordan jordan love isn't oh. very good either so it's like wow. he's not good jordan love is trash jordan love is gonna be the biggest bust in this draft Jordan Love is not. Oh good. my goodness! Jordan Love is It is. Mark my words. Jordan Love is going to be Blake, Blake Bortles, bro. He's going to be Blake Bortles. I heard. I've well, heard I mean, Love and, I, and I've heard Joe Burrow might be, might be bust. I, I heard he might be a one year one. Well, I heard. Those same, those same I, I mean, I can see him having like 
you know, like a couple of Pro Bowl years. Now, I feel like Justin Herbert is the quarterback that has the biggest ceiling out of all of them. Correct. And 43 starts, this guy has 26 fumbles. <laughs> like, come on, bro. He like has that. big hands. He can't. He fumbles. He he lobs the ball over. To, he doesn't like seam routes. He can't throw to the seam. He if, right. if you really want if you really want to look at Joe Burrow, I mean not Joe Burrow. If you really want to really want to do your research on it, look at the Arizona State game. That's all I need to tell you. Arizona State game. Mm-hmm. You're, talking, you're talking about Jordan Love. And now. no, and no, Jordan and Jordan Love with Jordan Love look at LSU game. <laughs> like he's not <laughs> he's not good. There, those two quarterbacks. Well, LSU LSU had. LSU had a, a ferocious so go to NFL. Well, so so NFL. But, but let's just let's just keep in mind that these quarterbacks they still have to de- uh, develop in the league as well. I Correct. Mean, some of these quarterbacks that come out, I mean, yeah, they're talented, but they're not they're not a finished product. I yes, mean, yeah, yes, and, yes. and that's true. But it's like for me, quarterbacks when you draft a quarterback, a lot of times they're creatures of habit. Habit. What was Jameis Winston's biggest fault coming out of college? He threw a lot of interceptions. He went in the NFL. He still did it. You're gonna still do yeah. that. Jordan Jordan Love eye discipline as a quarterback isn't very good. His field recognition isn't isn't good. He makes NFL throws, but he's overly trusting of his arm. What? Right. Can you tell? Can you give people a little bit of feedback of how how you know how uh, Jordan Love? Likes? Okay, because yes. he went to Utah State and I went to Nevada and I used to cover him. And so his eye discipline as a quarterback is, is what I'm saying. Like. The, 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 the Patrick Mahomes comparisons, let me explain that. The Patrick Mahomes comparisons is because the, the arm strength. Like, he has a lot of arm strength, but Patrick Mahomes is a natural thrower of the football. Where Jordan Love, he throws it from his hip. And it's like, I look at his hip, and I know where he's throwing the ball. His eye discipline isn't very good. And so he stares down a receiver, and he, and he actually will throw a lot of interceptions. That's why he led the FBS in interceptions last year, 17. Correct. Yeah. He's not a – like, he, he, well, he's an easy quarterback to read. If if a college well, if, if if Nevada can read your defense and NFL and Nevada sucks at defense, yeah, they suck at defense. An NFL team is going to tear you apart. Right. I think I think the reason why he has comparisons is because he doesn't need a specific platform. He doesn't need the drop the traditional drop back. He can he can literally put the ball wherever he wants because of his arm strength. That's where the the the, the comparisons come. Just to be fair to him, and you know what if I mean. You stick the ball in there, you're gonna throw an interception. So that's when he's throwing interceptions. So he's a turnover machine. All all the quarterbacks oh. from from two on down are turnover machines. All of them are. Yeah, well, I think the quarterback in this year's draft that I think has the most upside, and he's flying up the boards now. I think it's Justin Herbert. I think mm. I think Herbert has the most upside, and the, in the way and he's been. Throughout this whole process, it's quietly. There hasn't been a lot of talk on him. And normally when there's not a, t- lot, of, a lot of talk on the guys, he, he comes out and he shows out. I think Justin Herbert is, is going to be one interesting name to watch draft day. And some I've seen some people have him going late in the draft. Some people have him going in the midway of, of the draft. That's Blaine Gabbert, some bro. That's Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> I've seen that comparison. I've seen that comparison also. But it's gonna be very interesting to see what goes on with Justin Herbert. I think he's the under radar guy to keep an eye on. Twenty six fumbles and forty three starts. Oh my goodness! Twenty three three starts for Justin Herbert. No, correct. No, correct. No. All right. Well, I mean, again, uh, some of these quarterbacks are not finished uh, product. So, right. Uh, maybe but going again, to your, your creatures your... habit. Habit. When you do well, one bad thing, it's gonna follow you. Well, not necessarily. You can change that too. Being in a different environment, I feel like. Well, I I have to agree with Atari on here. I mean. You look at 
look at some of the GMs. I, I've always said that I think I think I said it previously before. It could have been during our conference. I said that that Dave Gettleman is a creature of habit. I said he loves his defensive linemen. I mean, he'll draft them and over and over and over again. I mean that when he was the Panthers GM, I mean he drafted. Uh, it was uh, out of Utah State. It was uh, Star Lutulele. And then Kiwan Short in the second round. And then the following year, he drafted uh, Vernon Butler yeah. out of Louisiana State. And I was like, what the heck? This guy's just – Well, I mean, he's – Well, yeah. yeah. And, and then last year, he got Dexter Lawrence, yeah. Well, cool. I mean, just from a player's perspective or anybody's perspective, I mean, if you're doing something and you don't succeed, you look back and say, well, what am I doing wrong? Right. So maybe it's just them not going back and reviewing what they did good and what they did bad. So I just feel like whenever you're a quarterback, you know, you see all these different, you know, question marks about yourself. And to me, let's just say if I was a quarterback, I would ask, well, why do they say that? Then I would go back and look at the tape and say, all right, well, that's what I have to improve. Now, good. every time going forward, I would make sure I would not, you know, commit that mistake. Now, I do get what you guys are saying about him being a creature of habit. But you can change that. Correct. How many? How many number one like top five quarterbacks of all time were Super Bowl winners? <laughs> no. Think about no, it. I mean, think one, about none, it. One. Think, think one, about two, that. Three. Like that's what I'm saying. Like mm. it's not. I mean Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning. But like okay, so for every Peyton Manning, there's well, a Ryan Leaf. Yeah, Correct. That's true. That. Yeah, that's true. So, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm I mean, look at Ryan in his draft class. You know what's crazy is is that they they've been saying that this draft class has been like the Andrew Luck and Robert Griffin draft class, but look at where where is that draft class? <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna so say who's gonna be the team that drafts? I'm gonna say the Blaine Gabbert, uh, Christian uh, Christian Ponder, Ponder draft class. That's what this draft class is to me. Right. I see yeah. a, bunch, a bunch of those in this draft. Well, I mean, to be fair. I think that the NFL has evolved. The coaching, the coaching staff has evolved. So we may not see it right away, but definitely, if these coaches can just get with these quarterbacks and just work with them, we may have a different yeah. Turnout. I, I, I think well, really what helps a lot of these quarterbacks though, and I'm because I know I've been beating them up, is where you have you see teams like the Steelers where like Ben Roethlisberger's on his last leg. The, the Bucks, you know, they, a, a quarterback can sit behind Tom Brady. A quarterback can sit behind Drew Brees and learn. I don't think none of these quarterbacks are ready to start right away, though. I don't see none of these quarterbacks to stay one starters, except for, like, maybe Burrow. Well, okay. there's, there's going to be two that's, that are going to start, I feel like. Who's going to be the second one? It's still And the Chargers. The Chargers are probably going to get Justin Herbert, and I really hope that in the Raiders division because he's, he's easy to sack, and he's easy to do strip sacks on because he fumbles too damn much. Yeah, so – and he's not a great uh, real thing uh, uh, real real quick on Justin Herbert. He's not great at extending plays exactly. to our scene. Exactly. And 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 another dude, Jacob Easton is the same way. Like they're really big and they're like broady guys, and they have all the arm strength in the world, but it's like they're too reliant upon their arm strength and they float a lot of balls. You know, like I see I see a yeah. lot of like Josh Allen's in this class, like as far as the big the yeah. big six six quarterbacks. Which isn't a bad thing because Josh Allen's a good quarterback, but you saw in the playoffs what he did when, when you made him throw the ball. Cool. Well, quarterback that is Josh Allen's uh, size is 
uh, Luton from uh, from uh, Oregon State. Yeah. Man, he looks good, but man, six seven. I don't know, yes. man. That's like that's that that Brock Osweiler. Uh, and if we talk, uh, I think this year's I think this year's draft class it's gonna be somebody that it's gonna be coming in the third or fourth rounds. It's really going. It's really going to be the quarterback that stands out. Is is this whole class? I got. I tell you who's going to be. It's going to be somebody we're not even talking about. Anthony Gordon, Washington State. That's why I just had him. I I like. I like. I like him. It's between Anthony Gordon and J.P. Morgan. Morgan. Oh no, I'm sorry. Is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And I'm. I like. Is it Morgan? I I like Fromm because here's the thing. Fromm doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and to me, Fromm, he's the one that. He doesn't – he's going to be a career backup, and I already, I'm already going to say that. But to me, he's going to be like – the reason why Case Keenum can keep finding jobs is because Case Keenum is smart. The smart quarterback. That's exactly him. He's a smart quarterback. And I, and I think teams right. have gotten away from smart quarterbacks because they want the aggra- – because Patrick Mahomes killed a lot of people. You know, like they want a gunslinger, but a lot of these quarterbacks – that's why Jordan Love is so popular because they want a gunslinger, but that's not always the, the best way. You just – you will sometimes an Alex Smith gets it done, you know. But they don't like Alex Smith. They they always try to replace him with the Kaepernick. You know, and so, it was Jan- it was James Morgan. Morgan okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But Anthony Gordon, to me, to he he's the guy I like the most out of the, out of like all the all the up and coming quarterbacks. You know, because he yes. if if he would have just came if he would have stayed a year maybe or you know and, and started a little bit more, we would be talking about him up up a little bit more. But you know, he and he has a baseball background as well. He, he 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 reminds me of a Tony Romo and a Garden uh Garden yeah. Minshew. Yes. Yes. Agree. No, I agree. So All right. But anyways, uh anything else that 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 you may have heard that we 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 haven't so, covered. So I think Maurice Jones Drew, he on his mock draft today had Justin Herbert going number 1. And I don't I, I don't think know that. why. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Wow. Why. I, well, CTE is a mug, bro. Wow. I don't know. You know what? I, I know you have your thoughts about him, but I, I think he's going to be real quick. Eventually, one day. Oh, well, so. and I remember this conversation. And and you guys would call that. me and be like, yo, you was full of crap, bro. You's a hater. So, I, so I'll call me. Y'all got my number. So no, no, no. You're a hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, All right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, Terrell. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Um, yes, I'll yeah, bring yeah, you man, back. Man. Like I said, man, I reached out to him. A few weeks back, and I told him, like I said, we got to get him on the show. And I, I got with the guys, got with my team. I said, man, this, we got to get, we got to get this guy on the show, man. And we, we enjoyed you on the show today, man. And we look forward to bringing you back. We appreciate your insight and everything that you gave us today. I appreciate you guys, man. You know, and best of luck, yeah. you guys. And stay quarantined. Yeah. Oh yes, you. Yep. And likewise. <laughs> hey, and then just real quick for the audience, if you if you just want to remind them where they can find you on social media. Um. So just. Uh, Tarian underscore Rogers on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, Tarian Rogers, uh, T A R R I A N Rogers, and uh, go on jointhefan.com. And you know, you'll, you'll see me. Um, if you Google me, you might see some of my articles from Prep Hoops, you know. So, yeah, all right. Well, that's gonna go on and wrap We appreciate you. Wrap so it up tonight on uh, the East and West football podcast. Again, I am your host, Fidel. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and you guys have a good night. And wash your hands. Stay <laughs> home. Yes, appreciate it. Thank you.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast. Electric Cast.